Hello, this is Chris Donovan from Fat Foodaholics, and this is Beer Belly Podcast. Today is September 28th, 2018. Enjoy the show. today this is beer belly podcast and i'm chris wait, donovan what? wait what is this this is beer belly podcast wait, wait did you go to the wrong podcast what did, we, what did we talk about here we're talking about beer oh well okay beer and more <laughs> beer okay and specifically uh oktoberfest beers today um and other beers too but uh oktoberfest look i even have my little stein here oh you're gonna see it backwards but uh oh um, nice yeah but outer, it's uh, outer banks it's outer says. banks beer it's my special outer banks beer actually it's an outer Banks stein it's my one stein glass that i have here um and i have brooklyn oktoberfest in it so i'm drinking that and i uh started with spot and we'll talk about that a little bit later um so what are you guys drinking right now? Um, I'm drinking uh, Brewdog uh, Punk IPA. Pretty good. Um, <clears throat> I know we talked about them in the past. Got a good flavor. I was pretty surprised. Uh, surprised that one of my my uh, local grocery stores has it. Uh, very tasty. Yeah, that's crazy. That um, I guess Brewdog is is a. Uh coming up in more places because we, we talked about this about a year ago um uh-huh. couldn't find brew dog anywhere yeah we we uh right we uh had them as one of our show type of beers right where we yeah. were trying to to find that so um i'm thinking you know they did open up a brewery in uh ohio i believe it is and that's i guess why we're seeing them now in the states from uh yeah. the, the scotland where they originate from yeah. so i mean the, my, the the grocery store that I went to, I mean, it it's a little different because they have like a full uh, full bar in there as well, but it had uh, I think five or six different flavors from uh, BrewDog. I was very I was very surprised to see them. Yeah, that's but awesome. Very, very yeah, and that many is that's ex- definitely exceptional. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and Lee, what are you drinking right now? Um, so, so typical, so, you know, so unoriginal, uh, dogfish head Nice. For right now. Yes. I, I have the, uh, the Oktoberfest on deck, you know, to be, to Great. be a bit th- thematic, but, uh, the dogfish head, same, same as always boring. I got the, uh, Can't go wrong with the, dogfish the, head. the, Pal- the Palo Sa- Santo, uh, Oh, the, that's the, a good one. That's aged, a... aged like brown ale basically. Yeah. That's a good starter, man. That's a. Uh... That's yeah. Trying to kickstart, yeah. kickstart the uh, the show with that. So, I won't talk much about it. I think I've talked about it before, but it's very good aged, you know, uh, uh, woody, you know, dark, great, 
Yeah, it's 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 a good beer. And if anyone wants to hear Lee talk about it in in depth, Just, <laughs> why, look, look up another podcast. <laughs> look at any other podcast. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so um, yeah, and I'm drinking my Oktoberfest beer, Brooklyn. It's good stuff. And uh, wait, so uh, let's that that brings me on to our first segment, which is um, our tales from Untapped. Now. Um, Now, what beers have you guys been drinking this week? Lee, you want to go first? <laughs> Hold on, let me try to like frantically Google search for it. Oh, yeah, I know, I know what it was. I know what it was. It, there was one thing I put on there this week. Um, it was Trogues. It was Trogues. Um, it was the Wild Elf. I had to try this. You guys heard of this, uh, Chris? I'm no, sure no, I haven't heard of it. Uh, actually, no, I have had Wild Elf. What am I talking about? That's a nice uh, Christmas type beer. Yes, yes, very. You know, you you can. Uh, I've, I had this on on tap actually, which was great. Wow. Okay. But you mostly find this in the larger format. Um, so uh, they're starting to to Christmas early this year or something. <laughs> or I don't uh, the, know the winter beers. I I don't know. Okay. I don't. I, I, I don't know. But man, these uh, retail no. stores, man. Just the <laughs> you know the the idea of the you know uh, uh, the wildness of it. You know, it's 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 got a, a cherries. I believe they use in it. Um, let me let me look this up real quick. But yeah, it's bo- bottle conditions in in the uh, if you're having it uh, in the larger format. And it's uh, 11%, you know, served, to me, it was served in like 12 or 10 ounce or something like that. Um, very strong, you know, not, yeah. not a summer beer at all. That's no, like, that's definitely maybe, maybe, beer. maybe uh, this entry of, of the untapped segment for me is the transition to fall because yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that was totally uh, an experience. That'll, that'll push you right into fall, straight into winter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah Ch- cherries cherries um and honey and uh yeah really good really good yeah I, i've had wild elf it's uh right that's that's the beer right um, yes yeah yes yeah, sa- a sour beer. a sour taste and of course you're a fan of the sour so you know what now, now that the, you- exactly you know what now that i think about it i'm thinking of mad elf is the beer that i've had which is by uh trogues as well i believe Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess the wild guess elf is, a, the, is the wild version of that mad yeah. elf. Yeah. And I love wild beers and I love sour beers. So yes, thanks for sharing. They're actually very very different, um, but they're both they're both uh, um, you know very strong, very hot. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah they both have a, a cherry and honey thing going on, but but other than that, um, uh, you know, much more sour, much more sour in the on the wild, as you would expect. I guess those those elves are just strong, strong little people. Small but strong. Yeah, there's a picture of a very it looks like a very drunk elf on the on the front of the the bottle. Yeah. That would make an they, elf very very freaking drunk. What are they What are they doing? Making toys or all day or something? They got to relax somehow. <laughs> got to unwind. Yeah, they got to unwind. Right. And uh, and Tom, uh, what have you been drinking this week? The past couple right, weeks. So. <clears throat> This weekend, I found a nice little uh, grocery store that has huge array of beer. Uh, and I have been drinking a couple of different ones, like the Brew Dog, 
Um, I found the Ali, uh, Allagash um, beer that was brewed with um, some young. I'm gonna murder this name. Uh, some young Blanc. Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah, that's Sauvignon right. Blanc. No, you got it. You got it. Oh, Sauvignon yeah. Blanc. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but I. That was really good. The light, crisp. Uh, you know, a little fruity. You know, got a little uh, I guess wine taste to it, but very drinkable. I really, I really do enjoy it. That that actually reminds me. Uh, so you know, this was not last week. This was like two weeks ago. Um, not allowed. Chris, I said, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Damn it! Oh, just under the wire. Um, it was uh, uh, at the Bronx Brewery um, that I had. Uh, it was very similar to what you're talking about, but it was with Muscat grapes. Mm. It was it was their their similar entry to that. And like as soon as you described it, I just I just remembered. Yeah, it was very similar to that. Yeah. So that's I that's. I guess a trend, a new new trend. Yeah, I mean, I would recommend it. It was, it was it it's light, it's crisp, you know. It it's got a nice little you know fruity flavor to it. Um, but I, the one that the the beer that I got that I really enjoyed a lot was from um, Brutal Beer. I don't know if you guys ever had Brutal Beer. No, um, no, I don't think so. This is a, a porter. It uh, I can't remember the name. I gotta look it up now. But um. It was very tasty. Uh, you could taste, you know, cocoa, the cocoa bean, the, you know, a little bit of the coffee. And then they, they say they brew it with a, a lactose. But it was, mm. I think, I, ha- well, I haven't had a, a porter in a while, but that thing, 7.2%, per- 7. it was so delicious. It, went, it was so drinkable. I, I'm going to have one in a little bit. I cannot wait for it. <laughs> yeah. Sounds and, good. And the artwork on it is—I love the artwork. That really t- uh, caught my eye. So it's, it's a bit morbid, but it's a flamingo eating the flesh <laughs> off of like uh, a moose carcass <laughs> or some kind of like like uh, a skeleton of a, like a, a deer or something. It just—it was so random for a beer. Was it? Was that why you why you bought it? How much percent of that is is what <laughs> your purchase? Well, I, I mean. I do like, you know, uh, I like the artwork, and that definitely drew me to it. Um, but I think what else did? What else uh, drew I think, you? To I think it? the porter with the flavors of the um, the cocoa, the the, um, the coffee, and the lactose. Oh yeah, that's what okay. I was like, kind of looking for. Because I mean, all all their their cans, their their artwork on it is awesome. I really did like it. It wasn't until after, you know, I brought it home and. Uh, I opened it up and I actually looked at it to see what it was on the on the actual uh, can. I didn't realize I didn't realize the the flamingo was eating a dead animal. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the flamingo, but but yeah. I, brutal, do you have do you have the do you have the bottle or can with you? Uh, to show for those I, live stream. Yeah, like, give me give viewers. me a minute. I gotta go grab it anyway. Sure, sure. I mean, I yeah. I just while while he's uh, fetching this this can. Or bottle. Um, I just want to say that it's interesting what he brought up as far as um, when you shop now for uh, craft beers, especially in these places now that have multitude of them, you sort of do judge a book by its cover, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. You, need, you need some differentiation because um, there's a place by where my parents live in Jersey now, and it's in East Brunswick, and it is is a whole warehouse, not a whole warehouse, but one shelf of a warehouse. 
And it is, you know, it's probably about like, I would say 70 feet worth of shelf space with like four, you know, four tall shelf space filled with beer. So how do you, you know, decide what you want? Like you almost get overwhelmed looking, looking at it. So maybe, maybe artwork is, is uh, a way to. Oh, absolutely. That's you you in. Yeah. The artwork, um, there's even some, some breweries. Um, we've, we've covered some of them where they actually get famous artists to create the labels for these beers. And there's no, no, you know, there's a reason for that. It's because people shop based on what they see, you know? And, and that, that's existed for a while, Chris, like with flying, flying dog, right? Oh yeah. Flying dog. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and a couple, a couple other ones. We, we, I mean, that's sort of natural, but I think it's, it didn't dawn on me that it was especially true when it, when I saw such a huge selection, you know, that it's like, that's the, maybe the only thing you can go on. Like not, not even just like being, uh, of course it's more attractive if, if it's artistic, but this was like, you have to make a decision if you're not going to spend all day in this place. So, (laughs) you know, that's going to be a fact that's, it has to be a factor. Yeah. Like what is, is it appealing to you? You know, so it's maybe it's just more, it's more competitive than ever and more important than ever. Definitely. With all those choices out there. Absolutely. And Tom, do you have, I do. He has it. It is called portal to transgression. It is. I see. I see the flamingo. See oh, it. wow. Yeah. Look wow. at that. It is okay. it's a flamingo eating a carcass of <laughs> what is it eating a carcass of again? I don't know. There's a I lot see of skulls. A lot of bones. <laughs> I yeah, see bones. A lot of bones. <laughs> I don't know. That's pretty cool artwork, also, though. I have to say, it's very uh, burial, brutal, but bur- it's awesome. Burial is that the name of the brewery or the name it's, of the beer? It's Burial Beer, and it, it was with uh, Burial Beer Company and Jay uh, Wakefield Brewery made this. Okay. Portal to transgression, seven percent. Porter with cocoa, vanilla, and lactose. And I, Lactose, I, nice. I actually really do love this. Uh, yeah, I, I'm definitely gonna get this again. This point. is out of Miami, Florida. <laughs> nice. Yeah, um, lactose. I've seen been seeing more and more beers brewed with lactose, and even uh, Ted made a comment where it actually bothers him. Um, mm-hmm. It bothers his stomach. So I, I don't know. If it's, I guess yeah. certain people cannot drink that. It's your lactose intolerant, especially. Yeah. So, um, I've had some. I've actually went on vacation last week. I went to uh, the Outer Banks in North we Carolina. We know, Chris. I've I've seen your Facebook post, Chris. And, right? You're bragging. You're we, bragging. About I didn't get blown away from the hurricane. Believe it or not. Can you believe that? I'm I'm a little disappointed, Chris. <laughs> you had a week. You had a week off. You could have done the Death Note challenge. I could have done the death nut challenge. Oh yes, I did not do the death and, nut challenge. It ruined your your vacation. It's like week week uh, day five of Chris's vacation is spent in in the bathroom. <laughs> I was actually thinking I was going to do the death nut challenge on vacation, but then my brother had a good point that I would be sitting on the toilet for the next couple days and ruin my vacation. I don't think it was worth it. You, know, you should have done it when when you got back. Just to make it all that more brutal, like your your entrance it's back into reality. That would have called out like sick a, at work. It would have been great. Yeah. Oh, you, you know, not, stomach I, problems. I don't. Yeah, know. Don't yeah, don't exactly. tell them that it was it was because you made a choice. I would know. 
We would know. We would would, know. I wouldn't tell your boss, Chris. I would never tell your boss. No, 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 I know you wouldn't. (laughs) So, um, so I actually started off the week though, right? We, I went to this uh, local, um, pub by me, which serves, I guess I, I just discovered this, believe it or not. I recently moved into the Warwick area. It's called Eddie's Roadhouse, um, pub. And they, he just discovers all these beers, local beers, and puts them on, brings them on tap. Like he even he even has some other half stuff. Local on tap. meaning meaning what? Like, does like he, from what the does city mostly. Local? From the city mostly. I've seen like he, apparently he's had like or, other half there. And... Evil twin, grim, yeah, artisanal oils, yeah. And uh, any any gun hill. He should get some I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's had Gun Hill. Um, actually, October first, he's having a beer um, dinner where they serve certain food to go with the beer. That it's an interborough beer dinner. So I might have to go to that. That sounds excellent. Yeah, exactly. So I just discovered this place, dude. I don't know. I guess I moved to the right place. I don't know. It's awesome. But um, I had. Uh, are you? Are you dead? You might be dead and in heaven. Yeah, exactly. I, I think. I think so. Um, so, um, there's this one, um, energy field from Grimm. It was really good. 8% ABV, um, nice juicy beer, great on tap. Um, I don't think I've had any of the other beers before and I really should, should try more of it. It's a microbrewery in, uh, Brooklyn actually. So, um, I don't know if you guys have ever had any of their beers, but it it was really good. I'm, I'm, I know that they're distributed by Whole Foods, Chris. So oh, they are okay. Yeah, um, yeah. You, you I should, know you can find see them. The, see that you should see them there for sure. Look, look in the uh, the local section. Uh, usually they have a, a New York, you know, section. Huh. Um, either either on 14th Street or um, um, down and more downtown on Houston. They'll, okay. they'll have it. I'm I'm pretty sure you'll find it there. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I think there actually is a couple in that uh, magical beer store that I have by me. Um, not to brag or anything, but you know, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Damn, Chris. I know. So this is why I moved here. Actually, no. Um, then I then I tried went on to try to hell with the fruit by uh, Thin Man Brewery. It's a sour ale. It's really good. Very very tasty. And then I uh, traveled to North Carolina to try some beers. <laughs> um, so, Unknown Brewing Company, it's new to me. They're stationed out in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, I don't know if you can even find it up here. I'm not sure. Um, but I had an over-the-edge IPA. It was really good. It was um, kind of like of a more subtle um, IPA. Like, you can find you find more on the East Coast. Not... My brother even had some, and he's like, "Wow, this is this is." He's not big on IPAs, but he actually really liked it because it wasn't super bitter, um, a little more on the juicy side. And I guess you know, it's a little different than the Cali. Um, <laughs> they kind of invented the IPA that we know, the bitter, strong. You know, so he was very with, happy the, with the way the trends go. They'll call it something else. It'll be like the South New England. Yeah. So uh, you know. So we have uh, we have. Uh, IPA, <laughs> but uh, that funny about that. We have more to talk about that later. But um, how uh, about that whole name, New England IPA? But anyways, um, I had a passion fruit goze 
by uh, I don't even know how to pronounce it. It's spelled C O E L A C A N T H Brewing Company. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I um, nailed it. Nailed it with that one. And then, of course, the Weeping Radish Farm Brewery, which is right outside the Outer Banks. Um, I tried their German Block Lager beer, Black Radish beer, and that was pretty yummy. Um, very, very true to the whole German style, like the Bavarian beer laws. You know, very pure and but malty, and it was good. Was this this from uh, places around North Carolina or like uh, around a certain area? Like yeah, I mean, you know, well, north more the north part, or is is there like a, a region, a specific region where so they're most doing of these were this? from North Carolina? Um, like but, where in uh, North Carolina, though? I'm saying, do you know? Well, sh- like, Charlotte, North Carolina, know. that's somewhere. In, okay. Um, yeah, and then uh, that other weird name that started with a C. <laughs> that was actually Virginia beer. Um, let me see. I know, I know, I know. Uh, last time I went down to DC to Virginia, there's a lot of great local stuff around there, and local stuff can sit almost can be considered like some of North Carolina, like yeah, uh, Virginia and Maryland too. Like yeah. that's a sort of region there. So um, some of that stuff probably is is almost with covered within that uh, that nice new region that's forming for for beer production. Yeah, and this is uh, it's a microbrewery, Norfolk, Virginia, was the the passion fruit goes a, from the CEO little Colonel Brewing Company. <laughs> I apologize for those listeners. I don't know how to sp- again. It's spelled C O E L A C A N T H. I wasn't there to ask anyone. You know, you know what's cool <laughs> about Datterbanks? They have uh, I don't know if this is just in Datterbanks or North Carolina in general. They have a store called the Brew Through. Yeah, it's is a that, liquor is store. It a drive-through. You, it's a drive-through that, liquor store, nice. or a more beer store. Sorry, because the liquor in North Carolina, you gotta go to an ABC liquor store, um, which is a state-run liquor store that you don't go by the. So did they did they send like the beer through a pneumatic tube? <laughs> no, I was really <laughs> curious about it when I drove through it. Um, so it's kind of like like a garage you drive into, and there's like. That's, um, that's weird already. Yeah, yeah. Almost like a car wash slash. It was probably like a car wash converted to a brewery. I mean, not brewery. Car wash converted to a beer store. <laughs> and they have, you know, like. So you, you pull in with the car. And to the right of you is like like a, a cooler with beer. You know, like you find in the, you know, in the supermarket yeah. or anything. Yeah, yeah. And somebody comes up to your door and, and they can either pull the beers for you or you can get out of the car and. And get the beer. And just just throw it in your trunk, and then then you get out. <laughs> and then you get this out. This is actually, try. you know, um, I think this is a common practice in in Europe. From what I, you know, oh, places, okay. some places I've been, and especially when I studied and and shot in that the the brewery in Salzburg, the Augustiner Brau, which mm-hmm. is the with you know the this monks the monks were brewing since like you know fifteen hundred or something like that. Um, but uh, and it probably is the same with the horse and cart days. But uh, they do a, quite a lot of sales um, on the side of their brewery, and it's sort of set up for that, where there's a, a a kind of drive around place, and you can drive through the middle of it, and just anybody can drive there and just be like, "Hey, I want a case or two cases or this or that." Just give them the money real quick, throw it in your trunk, and go. And that's like a very common thing that happens, and hmm. it's been happening. For 
you know, uh, since the advent of motor vehicles and probably yeah, yeah. You know, before, um, you know, uh, so I don't think that's a, that's a new thing or like, uh, a, a novel thing of the joke of, of the drive through thing. So that I didn't know that really happened in, in, you know, how that happened, but, yeah. uh, now it makes sense. It's, it's a lot like that. And I'm surprised it's allowed in the, with the draconian laws and stuff that are, you know, within the United States that they allow like drive through because they just assume if you're going to drive and pick it up, you're actually going to pull it out, pull it out right then and there and drink it while you're driving because that's what people are going to do. <laughs> yeah. Like if you're going to pick up a keg, yeah, it might be the same thing. You're tapping right in your back seat. Exactly. You know, just because it's so convenient now that you're driving right up into the store to get your beer, you might as well drink it too when you're there. And it's it's, no, it's pretty much completely different than getting out of the car and, and getting your beer. But anyways, um, I think I think it's civilized. That's what I think. Yeah, it's very civilized. And uh, that brings us to beer news. Beer news. Beer news. Beer news. Beer news. Beer news. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so, uh, recently, I guess this was September 15th or so, the world's oldest brewery was found in a cave in Israel. Do you guys hear about this? Yeah. 13,000 year old beer? Yeah. yeah so 13,000 year old brewery, pretty much. So it's pretty crazy. Um, they originally thought, um, you know, you could only date it back to 5,000 years. This one's 13,000 years. And You're even du- doubling it plus of, of their estimation of, of when it happened. They even went so far. So so some people think that, you know, bread came first before beer. This discovery shows that beer probably came first before bread. Yeah. So. Yeah, because of uh, yeast pr- yeast production or whatever, people thought it was yeah it was a byproduct. Like oh, there's this yeast that came from from the, you know, and then just what happened with that extra yeast. But uh, you know, the interesting thing I think of uh, this story is then when I saw the picture of it, it was actually um, these basically pits that they dug out of the ground, and that's what they used to mix up certain. Uh, vegetables or spices or anything that they would use for various reasons and it happened to include something with with beer with malt and and with yeast basically to produce something uh, some sort of alcohol uh, uh, something uh, drink with alcoholic content so it's interesting that they actually it was in the ground so it wasn't like they they had even developed some sort of like urn or you know, pot or something like that. It was like, this was in the ground. That's what they were doing. They just dug a, a concave surface. That's just, that would, that to me, blew, like blew my mind, you know, and that, yeah, that shows crazy. how, how, how sort of old it was, you know, mm-hmm. they were, they were doing these things, figuring out how to, how to use, uh, you know, the, the, their surroundings to, to, to make these products. And imagine how magical it was when they first drank that beer and they're like, whoa, this, this is pretty cool. Yeah. I think it was used for, for rituals and stuff like that too. Yeah. You know, or it was used on special occasions. It's probably hard to produce. Yeah, so, they didn't know how the yeah. hell it was produced half the time. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. They, they, they figured out, yeah. They figured out something, but, uh, yeah. you know, it was lower alcohol content. And, uh, the other interesting thing about the article you sent, 
Chris, was that uh, it was more like um, porridgey or gru- like a gruel. So mm. it's like like a thick. <laughs> oh, sub- absolutely! Because they're they're not going to filter it out the same ways that and, yeah. and purify it the same way we do. Exactly. Maybe with what we call the mash stage or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. That that would just be there. They they yeah. With like I said, it was a hole that they dug in the ground. So yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, it's crazy, and and that goes to, to you know Dogfish Head, who um, actually created beers from archaeological find, found, finds from these you know these digs. Um, what I think the Midas Touch was actually Midas derived t- from Midas Touch. Yep. Yeah. Yep. With uh, was with honey too. At, at that 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 was you know from from much later with uh with civilization. Um, yeah. uh, in, in, in refinement, but you know, that was with brewed with honey because that honey was the sugar content or part of the sugar content in that, uh, similar to mead, but, 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 uh, more like a beer. So on to other things. Uh, so left, left, how do you pronounce it? Lufthansa. Lufthansa. That's it. That's it. Okay, Lufthansa <laughs> Airlines have been tapping kegs on its flights for Oktoberfest. Woohoo! How cool is that? I want to I want to freaking fly on this airline. But apparently it's only from flights from Munich. But you can um so you can enjoy your Oktoberfest and then Well, there's so you know. many people on that flight that are like out there to like experience it, I guess that they did. <laughs> It's like a majority of people like drinking multiple beers, so I guess they can justify that. Like yeah, so the only eggs worth. Yeah, so the only flights it's there's to New York from Germany and to Singapore. Um, they all can you know score a draft beer you know on on tap, and they also have some Oktoberfest specific foods, such as ox tartare with truffle. Oh. I mm. I didn't realize that was an Oktoberfest specific food. I guess. We're very Americanized so over either. here with what we have over here. This is also business class, so yeah, that's true. Doing- <laughs> yeah, that's the catch. You have to fly business class with these things. You know, Octo- um, Oktoberfest in Munich sounds like fun. It sounds like um, it's so touristy. It's it gets ridiculous, but mm-hmm. it's also inexpensive. Yeah, very expensive. yeah. Do you want to like rent a table there? Like not just be like in the throng. Like rent a table or a space in the table. It's it's hundreds of dollars. For like a night you know yeah. it's like it's a lot of money it's a <laughs> yeah. lot of money to, to to do that but it's probably good fun and then p- passengers who land in in munich during the, f- the first weekend of Oktoberfest also get an oktoberfest treat box so they get with it comes with snacks and a vitamin drink to get them ready for the festivities <laughs> dude these these this this airline's brilliant i have to say yeah. I mean that's a great little gimmick that to get more people going. I mean, sure. I want I want to do this. If they do this next year, I want to go. I mean, I always wanted to go to an actual Oktoberfest. Um, I know. I, get, that's, that's, get, I think get, that's get on my bucket list. Together, you need a couple grand to do it. That's on my bucket list. Yeah. Got to do. Got to do one Oktoberfest. I don't care how crazy it is. Got to do it at least once. Yeah. You guys, do you guys want to come? Come on, let's do it. Yeah, one do year. It. One year. Come on. Just go, you just gotta go with a friend that. Has a lot of money. that way he can pay. Yeah, like Chris. 
Chris, exactly. Chris is paying all our way. That's what he just Chris. said. Hey, Chris, oh, you're... geez. Okay. <laughs> That's what you were implying. You were sure. Gonna... Yeah, I'll save up some money. Maybe yeah. if this, maybe, maybe Thanks, if enough people Chris. listen to this podcast and donate some money to us, we can go to Oktoberfest next year. Yes, yes. If you were listening out there, please PayPal Chris at it. <laughs> <laughs> so that we can uh, go to go there and yes and and we'll we'll do something whatever whatever you want we don't care yeah just get us there yeah that, that's that if you're gonna it's, uh, if you spend a certain amount of money let's say a thousand dollars you can do whatever you want with us at oktoberfest hmm. <laughs> is there any um, i mean is there any limit i mean up if there's no limitations it should be like ten thousand Ten thousand. There's there's no limitations. Wow, there's some serious thunder rear. I don't know if I picked up on the podcast, but yeah, no, the limitations. So that that's a sign from the gods. The thunder. <laughs> are, are there are any limitations? A, we are crossing a threshold here. The threshold of Oktoberfest. No, it's kind of like um, Brewfest. Have you ever <laughs> ever watched that movie? Is it beer? No, beer fest. Sorry. Beer fest. Yeah. Beer fest. Oh, jeez. Yeah, beer fest. There's a secret hideaway place in uh oktoberfest and at that place we can do it's kind of like you know like hostel <laughs> hostel the movie no okay no okay this is getting crazy let's, as let's long just... as as long as it's not, it doesn't get to human centipede territory this is it's okay. <laughs> yeah okay that'll be our limit that's gonna be our limit <laughs> that's our limit nice chris <laughs> Nice. Our, our limit is Anything human centipede. That. Anything before that is fine. <laughs> For ten thousand. For one thousand, that's not the right tier. You gotta go up a tier. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well human centipede maybe hundred thousand is human centipede tier. Yeah. yeah. Oh god. But it has to be temporary. That's to be a temporary thing. <laughs> if it's I'm permanent. Glad you stipulated no. that, Chris. Yeah, I'm we have glad. to stipulate that. Okay, so on to other things. Uh so, uh, we've been talking about this past couple of podcasts, but guess who finally won, won a game? <laughs> finally. I know. I know. The Cleveland Browns. Yes. Against the New York Jets. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite team, but Cleveland Browns. I was very America's happy for them. Team, really. So, they finally won. And they got to drink their beer, their Bud Light. So, so for people that haven't listened to the previous podcast, this um, Cleveland Browns is, is they've been losing, losing, losing. How long have they lost for? A, a long time. Last yeah. season was they they won once, or so, they won zero times last season. The season before that was one time, and then yes, for for maybe five or so years they've been absolutely terrible. Like oh, it says right here, six hundred and thirty five day streak. <laughs> so I guess about without two years. a win, without a win, yeah, yeah, that is crazy. Um, so yeah, they finally won. So so pretty much Bud Light or Budweiser came in there and said, "Look, we're going to put beer fridges in certain places and in, in these for these uh, fans in Cleveland, and yeah. they pretty much have a lock on it, and then they'll unlock it if they ever win a game. And guess what? They won." And, Early uh, in the season too, so I mean they they could be Super Bowl contenders. They're not out of it yet. <laughs> Imagine that. What what would what, what would Bud Light do if they won the Super Bowl? Like like are oh, they going to just give away their brewery to all Cleveland fans? They're all going to sure. own a stake in 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 uh, Anheuser Busch. 
It would be a good promotion. I think this was a great promotion for them. I it was think an amazing that, promotion. Know, yeah. Yeah. So but we'll, we'll see. Are they going to do it again? That's my question. Well, yeah. I was, I was they win say, again. Yeah. I was going to ask, is like, the, I personally think, I mean, obviously you two sound the same, but uh, it's a great motivator. You think like someone else would, you know, do the Mets or, you know, the Mets are doing hard, you know, don't have a good record. You're going to do that to the Mets to get people, you know, back, you know, behind yeah. them more. You know, who who is it really for more? Is it for the players or for the, the you know, the fans? Obviously, come on, Brooklyn the, Brewery. We know we know yeah. you're going to come on, sponsor a team. Come on, give some free beer out here. You know, Bro- Brooklyn can sponsor the, uh, the, the, uh, the Islanders. Oh, there you the go. Hockey team. We can How have Brooklyn Brewery with the Yankees or. Yeah. I mean, I think that would be great if, if breweries got behind, you know, major sports teams. I think that would be a great advertisement for both, you know, both both teams. Uh, there is um, a Long Island brewery that is, they do make a official Long Island, uh, the Islanders beer, Barn Rocker. And I cannot remember who makes it. I can't believe that right now, but they may, it, it, they say the official beer of the Islanders, you know, it's not the greatest beer in the world, but it, it's, it's great to have an association with something. It's, you know, cross platform, you know, um, merchandising pretty much. Yep. Yeah. And they should definitely, uh, just give out free beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always that's good. That's, that's what I want. Free beer. So, uh, <laughs> so I have a little video here. Um, so I'll show the streamers, um, and then you can actually hear the audio for the podcast listeners. And you guys are gonna hear it too because you don't have the stream on. But it actually shows a fan. I thought this. I usually don't show videos on our podcast, but it shows a fan opening up the the beer fridge. Actually, literally opening up the magicalness of the beer <laughs> fridge opening up. <laughs> okay. So I'm gonna play it. Um, Go ahead. I like that I'm just gonna hear the audio only. I, I like yeah. I almost like that better, Chris. When it happens. Is it playing now? Yeah, it's playing now. You guys okay. don't hear it? No. Uh, but that's okay. alright. Okay. So So they're sitting there waiting. They have keys, they're jingling keys. <laughs> They're waiting for the lock to open up. Waiting. They're waiting. And then some (laughs) Wi-Fi signal sends out and the beer fridge opens. (laughs) Now they're waiting for... Oh, wow. Oh, and they just opened. The chains fell. The beer fridge opens and they're drinking beer. Are they cheering? They're cheering a lot. Dilly dilly, they said at the end. (laughs) They're rioting. Oh wow! So, so, and the riot commences. And the riot commences for one win. It's great. I think the Cle- <laughs> Cleveland Police account I saw tweeted out, and they were like, they tweeted out uh, something kind of um, irreverent. They were like, "Yeah, the Cle- Cleveland Bounds run won," and it was all in caps. And they were like, "Wait, everybody! Oh, the free beer thing! Everybody, yep. calm down!" Yeah, they they, they, they they said we won. Wait. Oh God, the Wait, free beer thing. <laughs> okay, Cleveland, stay ca- calm. Go Browns. <laughs> so everybody's trying to jump on the on the uh, the bandwagon of this uh, PR stunt. 
Exactly. Including the Cleveland Police Department. I mean, where this is this is a uh, life in in the year of 2018. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So on to um, so on to other things. Uh, so uh, IHOP. You know, you know how they're doing that whole you know rebranding thing. The IHOP, you know, International House of Burgers. Now it's international. Now mm-hmm. they're back to International House of Pancakes, but now they're making. A pumpkin pancake beer, which is brewed with actual pancake mix. Can uh, you believe that? Yeah, I would try. I think. I don't know. Yeah, I'm so, not big for the pumpkin, but so they're not actually the ones making the beer, but it's they kind of like had a collaboration with um, a Kingston, New York-based Keegan Ales. Oh, Keegan's great. Oh, Keegan. Okay, so it's actually a good beer. Yeah, I was no, actually going to ask you guys if you knew what that was or experienced yeah, oh, them. I've been to the brewery. The brewery's awesome too. It's a little low key, like dive bar esque type, you know, place. Seems but like it was a good choice. Awesome. Good choice yeah. for them. Yeah. Yeah, it's in Kingston. Um, so and and they uh, so it pairs the flavor of pumpkin and seasonal spices with the world famous IHOP's world famous buttermilk pancakes, and it's actually brewed with the actual pancake mix. So it's a it has a rich, smooth stout flavor. Um, so. Where you can find it would be at the Bacon and Beer Classic in Flushing, New York, September 29th, coming up soon. Where is that? What's so, so that's usually at a... <laughs> Where is that? What is today? <laughs> so Bacon and Beer Classic, that's usually, Top I believe, sense. in... um in a, What's that? What's that stadium in, uh, in Flushing? <laughs> the Mets play, uh, at that, play at it. City it's, Field? City Field, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I know so much about sports. This is why this is uh, this we, we talk about sports often here for some yes, reason. Yes, we t- today a lot. <laughs> yeah, a lot today. And then we have the um, they also provide at the Brew You Festival um in October sixth, Window Jane Distillery Anniversary Party uh, October twelfth in Red Hook, um New York, and then the Brew at the Zoo in Bronx Zoo, New York. Brew at the Zoo. So, dude, these right these me. events these right events me, sound man. awesome. Like Brew at the Zoo. How, how much yeah. better can that get? You just that's apparently drink beer reliable. and watch animals. Like that's so yeah. cool. I would love that. It could end badly. Did you ever think about that? <laughs> no. Especially if people start feeding those, you know, lions some beer. Or just, yeah, yeah, or yeah, then jumping into the the lion's den, trying so, to just party party with them. Wow, the at least monkeys, places man. sound awesome. Okay, so these are all New York. This is all local stuff. Okay, awesome. Sorry, international, you know, listeners. I gotta check out that brew at the zoo. That's that's right near me. Yeah, that is. You bet. You better go there. October nineteenth. Wait, wait, wait. Are we gonna be busy that day? No. <laughs> the day after, though. Day after. Oh yeah, we are. Okay. So nineteenth is a Friday, then, right? Yeah. So it's apparently a weekend. Yeah. So Lee, you're gonna <laughs> have a full I'll, weekend. I'll be having a full weekend. <laughs> And you're going to be reporting on the brew at the zoo. I I will be drinking with lions and monkeys. Dude, and I want to freaking go to that. Drinking then drinking with just you two monkeys. <laughs> That's awesome. So on to some more sad news. It's very sad uh, 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 for those New Jersey <laughs> listeners and, and New York listeners or any state nearby New Jersey. Actually, how about the United States? This could happen to you too. But um, New Jersey craft breweries are being restricted by a new law. Which is the same shame because there's over you know seventy craft breweries in New Jersey. There's been a recent boom 
where it's kind of exploded. And um, so now there's some more, I guess in the past, New Jersey was kind of like, you know, open a brewery with a certain permit and you can do what you want. Now they're being restricted. So um, in this case, they can only hold 25 events per license now. Per, per year. Per year, yeah. So that's kind of crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm really not a big fan of that. Um, obviously, a lot of people probably that participate in the craft brewing, you know, especially the microbrews and everything, you know, stuff. And there, there are a lot of them are on the rise. And I know I said this to you, I think, at work, but like, the lobby, you know, you said lobbyist, you know, yeah. big, you know, big corporations like, you know, Budweiser trying to put them down uh, because, you know, their regular Bud and Bud Light aren't working. You see Bud, you know, trying different things, doing the Bud Light Platinum, doing the Margarita ones and the Jim Bean <laughs> cast. You, that's like all the stuff that, you know, craft breweries would do, you know, and they're, they're trying to make their money. I get that, but. And it, it is, you know, the business world where you got to, you know, try any kind of thing to, to survive and take down the little guy. But, like, it, you know, you got to think, you know, the, the big guys were little guys at one point, too. Yeah, you know, and I, f- I, f- I feel like it's not just the, the um, big beer, too. I feel like it's also, um, believe it or not, some of the local bars. Because they see maybe, maybe they see some of their... Um, revenue going towards these um these brew pubs or breweries and they're not paying the same kind of license fees that you know these bars do but in the same token like um a brewery only can really serve their beer they can only serve their their things so i mean dude if you if you haven't if you can sit there and find a way to brew beer and develop your own brewery um you know that's great you know uh, I just don't really see how these bars are being affected by these breweries. It's. Um, I wonder what what bars it is too, right? Because mm-hmm. there's different types types of bars, and there's certain bars that I can think of that would have more money or lobbying money, right? Is uh, maybe like chain chain, chain bars yeah, or chain something that they, they maybe aren't doing local stuff anyway, and then um, maybe maybe bigger liquor stores don't like it. But like a lot, a lot of them uh, don't have the money to do do the lobbying. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure who is is fighting this. You know, it's got to got to be somebody with a lot of money. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. pretty much they're limited to 25. This includes like trivia nights, live music. So you can only have live music 25 times a year now. And, and so, have, it's so what, what it's is so 25 weird. like how did yeah. they come up with 20 is that like a study or something they did like 25 is the right amount for society to operate at the you know at the ideal level like no it's 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 bullshit basically it's really well, it's pretty much to hurt them because yeah. these these local breweries they've kind of formed they form communities they form their places for people to meet and hang out drink their beer watch these events and now now it's not really now it's you can't do that you know you do it 25 times a year so it's definitely going to hurt these breweries and it's it's a stupid law in my opinion i don't really understand it 
but maybe I need to learn more about it. But uh, and if anyone has any opinions on it, if you're for it, let me know. You can post it here on you know live stream to two people that are watching, or <laughs> or send us an email. Well, Chris, I'm curious Chris, what I will your say is. before we move on the the one devil's advocate thing, and then <laughs> I I got some of this from reading that that Reddit thread. The one okay. devil's advocate th- thing is that if you were a like let's say you are a bar a local bar yeah and you you feel like you're getting hurt by these local craft breweries and you outlaid you had to outlay a hundred thousand dollars just to get a license or some crazy amount just to get a license to even even you know sell beer like that's all you do um and then these these upstarts come in and they, they don't have they are not to the same standard it sort of feels unfair right yeah. i mean they don't have to pay they, their license they have to pay for a license but it's a different license it's a class c license so it's sort of like well why do they get treatment now and they're basically um acting like a bar yeah they basically are a, a bar for their own beers um they don't sell liquor they don't you know do food they don't do this or that but, you know, it's still, I guess, in that narrow context, um, maybe it seems unfair to the, the, the status quo or things that have been bef- before. I mean, I could definitely see that. But in the, at the same token, um, to create a brewery takes a lot more of those initial costs of, you know, getting the equipment to brew the beer. That's uh, true. Getting That's the, true. Um, you know the supplies you have to buy the hops you have to buy them all you have to do all this it, stuff it, you have yes, to have the know no, how to brew the beer that's a, that's a great point chris and then if you're only selling or mostly selling your own beer not not liquor not food yeah like then shut the fuck up like yeah exactly fine. it's fine it's fine like i i i i'm glad i brought that up because because your your rebuttal is good yeah so we'll i mean i i can definitely see that but at the same time it's not. A, it's not like everyone gets. It's not like there's thousands of. It's so easy to start a brewery. Let's all do it just so we can, um, shot down, sh- shoot down these, uh, you know, bars. <laughs> yeah, we can buy a loophole. We can uh, mess up, uh, you know, uh, other bars and stuff. No, yeah. It doesn't. I see. I see what you're saying. It doesn't really work like that. No. Yeah. So hopefully, um, so there actually you can sign a petition for this for those listeners. Um, not sure how long it's going to go for, but you can go to, you could probably just search for it on, on Google, or you can go to my blog, Fat Foodaholics. I'll post the link on there on uh, the petition to um, sign up for this thing. And then you don't even have to live in New Jersey to sign up for it. They actually have out, out of state signatures because I don't even live in New Jersey anymore. And I, I signed the petition. Why not? Um, just to show your support for these local breweries and keeping the local brew scene going. Because, you know, this could happen at your state, too. Or, um, so, it's the thing to look out for. Yeah, and they need that money. They need that taproom money. Exactly. You know, it's, it's not a ton of money. It's not even close to the money that any of these bars or any of these people that are lobbying, you know. <laughs> yeah. Their money, they have so much money. So, it's not even. Uh, it's not like this these is, people are rich. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's a David Goliath thing. So, mm-hmm. I mean. Honestly, a lot of these breweries, these local craft breweries, they do it for the love of brewing not for making the money trust me you can make money a lot easier other ways than uh brewing beer so (laughs) all right so that's it for beer news 
let's talk about some Oktoberfest beers. Mm-hmm. So it's Oktoberfest. It's yeah. going on right now. People right now are in uh, Germany going crazy, drinking their beers, eating their food, riding those rides. What's that that twisty thing that they all <laughs> hop on and almost fly off? And yeah, when you're when you're after you drank a lot, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's extra fun. But I think so. Oktoberfest as is not only October, right, Chris? It's like actually, it's a thing that happens before October happens. The week, yeah, before. exactly. So it starts. It, so it started last yeah. weekend, right? I think it was. Um, yeah, so it was last. Despite despite the name, yeah, yeah, it started last weekend. I think it's going to go on until maybe October. Let me see. When does it go? It goes until October seventh, I believe. Um, but. Um, yeah, it's like one of those things that I used to think it was in October cause it, hence the name Oktoberfest, but it's actually before October. So this year it goes from September 22nd and it's lasting until October 7th. So it's kind of, I guess, celebrating October and there's yeah, a whole the com- like the thing coming up it. October, something with like a King or something. I don't know. I forget. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares, man? Beer. I don't know. Beer. Beer, beer, beer. I, I don't know beer. The, the right, king so of beers. Let me just grab another beer. Speaking of beer, I I am drinking actually uh, Oktoberfest, uh, which is readily available in the Bronx. Here is Brooklyn Oktoberfest. Got nice. it. It's pretty good. And, and that's what good. I just drank, and it was actually pretty good. Yeah, not not the best Oktoberfest, it, but it's uh, it's good enough. Good enough. I yeah, on I, that I started out actually with uh, with the Spaten Oktoberfest okay. um, today. Spaten, it's Spaten. Sp- Spaten, sorry. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Spaten. And uh, it's more of the you know the it's the actual real, real Oktoberfest um, from Germany, um, brewed with the Bavarian beer laws, and a lot of these probably are, but um. That, that beer was one. very H- malty. H- HB is a big one. Yeah. It's another, another big one, yeah. And Hacker Shore is a good one. Oh, Hacker Shore. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the Spaten was de- was definitely very malty, um, as all these Oktoberfest German beers are. Uh-huh. Um, it was a little skunk because I bought it and it was in a green <laughs> bottle. <laughs> Why uh-huh. do they serve things in green bottles? Why? Tell me why, Lee. You know the reason, right? Tell me why. I don't know. Maybe, Aste- maybe they think Americans Americans just like the skunked beer taste. I think that's I, what I'm accustomed to at times. Yeah, maybe it's aesthetics or, you know, thinking that it won't um, be sitting out, uh, especially like in a bodega or, you know, you, you got it from a reputable establishment. But yeah. These things, if they're ex- uh, exposed to light, you know. Yeah, first, in a green bottle, yeah. if it's exposed to um, the lighting from the fridge, it's gonna it's gonna go skunked in a couple days. Yeah. I guess no you know it. if 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 it's not available that way, if you're uh, pulling up in your your uh, horse and buggy, you know, <laughs> in, in the drive through uh, drive through <laughs> establishment, Chris. Yeah. Then uh, they just they throw the case in. The case is enclosed, so it's, you don't have a problem. So, right. yeah, absolutely. Um, that's probably what they think, you know, from the olden times. Most, most, I, I, I drink, I drink a good amount of Heineken, Heineken light, 
and most of them, even in 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 bodega situations, are fine. Mm. I would say, I would say a good uh, at least seventy five percent, but maybe more, maybe more like ninety percent of the time, or or else I wouldn't buy it again if it was like, you know, it's maybe one out of ten chance that it's going to be skunked to some degree. Yeah, I mean, but that's why should it even be one out of ten? Like Chris, like yeah. that's that's the question you would ask after that. But yeah, if it's one make out it of in, ten, I'm make it a brown I'm bottle. Th- I would love to find a, a Spaten Oktoberfest beer in a can. Once they start serving that here, I'd be I'll be so happy. I'll just buy it, that up all. But I usually don't get Spaten Oktoberfest unless I'm like, unless it's on tap because because of that reason because it always gets skunked. But um, I wonder if if certain types of beers are more susceptible to it too, rather than the uh, the straight up lagers mm. thing, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. And Oktoberfest is is a different beer than the straight up lager, you know? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't really know. So yeah, so I started out with that. Then I went over to um, uh, Sierra Nevada. Mm. Did a collaboration with um, Wine Stefana brewery which is apparently the oldest brewery in yes. the world i guess i don't know well not yeah the last one was neg- uh, negative thirteen thousand or whatever but <laughs> <laughs> they were like close second yeah it's like it's something crazy uh yeah it's like 1255 or oh, you know, okay. something, something like crazy the <laughs> um so, yeah, yeah, they're they're they they claim that they claim that age and 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 with their same name, they they are technically the oldest. So yeah, they collab they did a collaboration with Sierra Nevada, and it's it's really different for Sierra Nevada beers. And they're really, known for their Weiss beers, like they originally, you know, back yeah. in the day, thousand years ago, they they uh, were doing uh, Weiss beers, like primarily. So. Does it does it remind you of Wee Spear at all? Or no, not at all. I mean, it's it's more like almost I, the reason I did that second was because it was closer to the the Spaten Oktoberfest. It was kind of like a, the Spaten with okay a little bit of um. Well, I hear like okay with a little bit of uh, hop flavor mixed in. Okay, hold on a second. I hear static. Do you hear that? No. I hear a little bit. Just heard it then. Okay, now it's gone. Bye. <laughs> Bye, static. I figured out the problem. <laughs> Goodbye. Okay. I'll make sure to edit that out. Not really, actually. I leave everything in for everyone to, to, to watch and listen to. Um, it seems anyways. like every podcast I listen to, it's like they're like, well, oh, we're going to edit this out. Yeah, I just hear that. I hear that all the time. Never either happened. they they either they think it's funny, or they forget. Maybe probably, I'm probably not sure forget. which one. Yeah, it might be. The well, who has their time to listen to their podcasts and edit out stuff? No one has the time for that. They do it, but by the time they, they get to a certain point, they're like, "Nah." Exactly. That's why the first ten ten minutes of podcasts are pristine, and then after that, not you, it. Chris. Though not you, not me, <laughs> not me. I just don't don't. I just admit I don't edit it out. I just kind of throw it on there. <laughs> but anyway, an aesthetic uh, choice. So, uh, 
Yeah, so it was kind of like a like a, you can have the slight hot flavor of Sierra Nevada, but it, it tasted like an old world beer. It was actually really good. Um, definitely recommend it if you want a good classic Oktoberfest, but you don't want to have to get those imports, which tend to, in my opinion, lose a little bit of the freshness unless you can actually make it out to a German restaurant and get it on tap. That's honestly that's the only way to really taste most of these. German beers at the States is if you get it on tap in my opinion, because it's it, the, the bottles over here do not do it justice for what you can get at these, uh, these, uh, bars. Hmm. I don't know if you feel I the same way, I, Lee, but I think Irwin's, um, his restaurant is, I think his Oktoberfest is kicked now. It's like done. They already <laughs> it's like, it. they, yeah, they, they, they get like a couple kegs and yeah. that, that's it. Yeah. So I think it's done. Yeah, and and it because it's, so, it's, so, it. it's so freaking good. Like, there's there's no comparison. Like, getting the, the getting it on tap versus the bottle. People are like, "Wow, this is what German beer tastes like." I can see why they go crazy over it. But um, anyways, I'm now I'm opening up uh, Bell's Oktoberfest beer. So, mm. I this know is, they did um, that. Yeah, Michigan beer, Comstock, Michigan. Hmm. And I'm excited yep. we can actually get bells over here now. Usually, for a while, you couldn't get bells. Except for, for too, too Hard a Dale. You could get that for a while, though, I think, right? Maybe in New York. New Jersey, no. Okay, that, yeah. that might be the difference. Maybe. Um, I just in, recently in moved to New In New York City and um, on, on, in, in Cairns and also on draft, it's been, it's been around for years, I think. But Jersey, Jersey might be a different animal. Every every state's a different animal. Unfortunately, uh, going back to that, uh, the whole thing about uh, the legality. Yeah, and, exactly. It's it's a it's a mess. <laughs> it's unfortunate. So okay, so my first taste of this this Oktoberfest, it's excellent. So if you like the classic Oktoberfest taste, go for the bells. It's really really good. It's close it to like. Cold? It's oh, very. Different from their other beers. It's good. Is it Bell's Oktoberfest or is there a special name for it? No, it's just Oktoberfest beer. Right. It's got it's got the uh that amber amber look to it. It's like typical. Mm-hmm. Nice. And it's uh yep. You can if you can see it on the stream or on the video or on the podcast, it is like <laughs> amber. <laughs> just really. imagine it. Just imagine it. It's good stuff. Um, I would recommend it. So, you know, I would love to talk about Oktoberfest forever, but something else went on, you know, last week that um, we kind of have to go over is the the Great American Beer Festival. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Being attacked by my cats right now. Uh, Your your cats are very excited about the Great American Beer Festival, actually. So, (laughs) so your cats are are going to buck wild. My my birds are like very calm today. They they're not screaming at all. They're like not yelling or doing anything. They're very calm because you're in the room with them. Wait, are they always in that in the the same room as you when you do the podcast? Yes, yes, and they're usually they they're they're completely calm. And as soon as I start doing a podcast, either this one or other ones. They go buck wild and start yeah, yelling. Yeah, so that's and... interesting. I wonder why they're they're quiet today. Uh, because 
I don't know. Usually they're trying to fuck with me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think today they they uh, maybe have pity on me. <laughs> maybe yeah. They're I like, I they're like Lee, Lee seems tired today. Let's. Yeah, uh... he, he, he had our day. Let's let's not fuck with him all the time. Okay. <laughs> Give him an hour off. You know. It'll start again once I stop this podcast, but it's okay. <laughs> so the Great American Beer Festival, I've been. Uh, I would love to go to that one year. I've never been to it. Have you guys ever been? I don't even know what it is, Chris. So it's the Great American Beer Festival. That's what it is. Does that help you? No, I, I'm just. I kidding. don't even know what or where. <laughs> no, really though. So it's it's so it's the largest beer festival in America, and it's held annually in Denver, Colorado. So that's why it's hard for me to get to because it's kind of across the. Yes. Yes. Um. So it's been going on for 37 years now. So obviously it's getting more and more popular and this year it's there's been more than 800 breweries and they had about 4000 beers. Wow. 62,000. A lot of numbers so, there. 62,000 so people. Might might this Chris might this be the biggest like beer festival in the US? I believe so. Yes. It's yeah. that's why it's great. That's why it's called the great. It's not called the little American beer festival. The not so great. It's not called the festival. not so great. The mediocre beer festival of America. So, the great thing about the Great American Beer Festival, though, is <laughs> that it, it kind of gives you a nice little window into what beers are to come, what beers are mm-hmm. popular. Yeah. So, there's some interesting beers that, I, you know, notable beers that I wanted to talk about. Even though I wasn't there, you know, I like to read, you know, as everyone else. So, maybe next year we can go there. And with my GoFundMe, you know, from this podcast, we'll... Uh, <laughs> we'll uh we'll, we'll fund us to go to the great american beer Festival. we need an angel investor we, we need, need exactly <laughs> we need somebody with deep pockets out there who's not so bright or not so <laughs> <laughs> do you have an do you have do you have an inheritance dude we have like a total of five listeners come on that's it's a brilliant that's a brilliant investment mm. It's only it's only divided it's only gonna five, grow. It's only gonna grow. Divided by five investors, we only need like a thousand a peach. Yeah, <laughs> sounds good. So, anyways, uh, some some of the some beers. Uh, so, one kind of popular beer that people, somewhat not really popular, but a beer that I haven't really heard about is savory sour. Have you heard of a savory sour beer? No, no. It's kind of scary what, sounding, isn't it? What like, is so so? So it's like I'm meat flavored sour beer. No, I'm kidding. It's not meat. But what, go, go ahead, go ahead, Lee. Well, I was just wondering because sour, obviously, <laughs> you know, is, has a sour flavor. Savory, you think, is the opposite of sweet. Yeah. So what does that mean? So what this one company, this one company, um, Weldworks of Greeley, Colorado, came out with a spaghetti gose. Gosa, sorry, Gosa, Gosa. Gosa, Gosa. See, I learned. I learned from this podcast. Uh, spaghetti Gosa. So it has, um, it's roasted, it's brewed with roasted tomatoes, fresh basil, oregano, sea salt, and spaghetti pasta. Even oh. with the pasta. Which is weird that they call it spaghetti because spaghetti is just a pasta, though. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess you can. It's really marinara. Yeah, marinara like go- Mar- Gosa. Yeah, that's fuck? true. That's a good point. Well, these you know, these, know. they're from Colorado. They don't know anything about a about a <laughs> Italian stuff. Come on, 
<laughs> sorry, sorry. Have sorry, you ever guys. seen Cincinnati? Just like you don't know about Mexican food, apparently. Have, you guys don't know about it. Have you ever seen uh, Cincinnati chili? Just, just no. uh, wiki, do a Wikipedia search on Cincinnati, Cincinnati chili. Cincinnati chili. Okay. Yeah, I'm not even gonna explain it. Just, just do the do Google search. Yeah. Okay, Cincinnati chili. I gotta plug in this this laptop. You do the search and uh, tell me what happens. Okay, so when I typed in Cincinnati chili, there's a bunch of recipes for Cincinnati chili. Uh, what am I what am I looking for here? What am I looking for? It's just like a pound of ground beef with a little vinegar and some uh, sp- uh, seasoning. That's it. It's some cheese. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to show this to the, the streamers here. Um, this is the Cincinnati <laughs> chili. Uh, yeah. Oh, I typed in Cincinnati wrong. Maybe that's it. Okay, so Wikipedia search. Sorry. Okay. He said Wikipedia search. See, I, I'm so good at, like, you know, freaking listening to directions. So it's a Mediterranean spice meat sauce. Uses a topping for spaghetti. Interesting. Huh. Or hot dogs. So it's pretty much... Oh, hot dogs. Like a bolognese sauce. It's a bolognese sauce, but it's a Cincinnati chili. Uh, Ingredients include ground beef, stock, tomato paste. Uh, Interesting. This is also known as Skyline chili. Skyline. It sounds terrible. Oh, and has oyster crackers on top. Mm. It sounds like something I would eat like if I was like stoned or or drunk, really, really drunk. Probably both. Probably both. Sounds good to me. Anyway, that was just an aside. <laughs> How about uh, you know, ever have the turn the what is what is the drink called the Turnpike? Oh, New Jersey God. Turnpike. Is that is that where they take the bar rag and just squeeze it into the? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's exactly it. Is that what it is? Oh, yeah. My so I've yeah, heard so of the, that I've heard of that before. Yeah. So those savory oh, sours, yeah. you know, let's look forward to those another thing is um the brute um beers which is kind of like they, they're, they're intended to mimic champagne okay. they're brewed with a special enzyme that makes them really dry kind of like a champagne so mm-hmm. that's kind of exciting i've had brutes they're really good um so that's yeah. one style to kind of look forward to and another thing that was kind of popular was the milkshake ipas oh yeah so that's, that's something to look forward to so I guess those are brewed with lactose, I would imagine, right? Yeah, I, I would imagine as well. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, if, if it's anything like the um, Boulder's um, chocolate milkshake stout, milk shake stout mm-hmm. that'd be delicious. Milk steak is also <laughs> milk the same <laughs> savory sour flavor. <laughs> so that's another thing to look for. And also, um, believe it or not, and I, I actually, I really believe this. There was kind of like a, a steer steer towards easier drinking beers. So people are going crazy with all these like crazy beers, but I think easier yeah, drinking beers have been kind of getting more popular. So it kind of makes sense. Even, you know, we see it now with the session, like lots of session beers are coming out like the, the all day IPA from founder, um, founder yeah. or, you know, even just the sequence jail from dogfish that I can just pound those all day. Actually, which I did. At a, at a OBX did a lot of sequench because that that beer is a great beer just to drink all day 
on the beach. On the beach, yeah, and you don't get too drunk. Rub it in. Rub it in. You're not gonna, you know, with those beers, you don't fall asleep at like five o'clock in the afternoon. You know, it's 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 an it really is an all day session beer. So um, so on to more specific beers, the more popular beers of the 2018 Great Beer Festival. Were um, these are these are just beers that you know there was like a long line of people waiting for these beers, and that's how they judge judge the popularity of these beers. Um, so Bottle Logic, um, which is more of, um, you know, it's, it's the Lost Colony, um, a rare rum and bourbon barrel aged pecan porter. That sounds pretty good. Um, it's pecan a Anaheim, porter. California brewer. Mm. All right. And they also had, uh, some New England IPAs over with them. And one notable one is, uh. Revolution in Brewing Company. We can actually find that over here. You guys know Revolution, right? Yes. Yep. With the Antihero IPA, which is um. Yeah, that's that's the most famous one. Yeah. Which is a good one, you know. They they have a good line of stuff from what I've had in Chicago. I I enjoyed. I can't remember which ones I had, but every time I had Revolution there, it was delicious. And I'm not going to go into all these beers. You can you can always look up look them up. But um, there was another one, Spice Trade. Um, it's a uh, Arvada, Colorado. Um, most popular pours appear to be the Pumpkin Spice Latte. Interesting. Ah, uh, pumpkin spice. Stop. Yeah, no. Um, but more, but more notable to me is the Scarlet Giant, which is a, a gosa brewed with the wild yeast cultivated from hibiscus flowers from that the Denver good. Botanic Gardens. So that sounds pretty interesting. I would like to try that one. Yeah, hibiscus. Yeah, hibiscus is used a lot in in gins and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. So and believe it or not, at the Great American Beer Festival, um. There's there was a new category this year, New England style IPAs, right? Mm-hmm. And not one New England brewery won the medal for the New England <laughs> IPA. <laughs> That's funny. So actually, it kind of this is kind of funny. Chicago brewers dominated the category. Wow. Hmm. Um, yeah. Alarmist Brewing won the gold for its Le Juice um, in the juicy or hazy IPA category. Eris Brewery and Cider House, uh, Folk and Hayes won bronze in the same category, and Corridor Brewery and Provisions won silver for its DDH double IPA. So, so some Chicago has some beers out there for uh, for the those hazy beers. And it's funny because last podcast we were talking, and um, I guess some of Ted's friends are out Chicago, and they they couldn't find any of those haze bombs. But I guess apparently they make some good ones. Well, in- interesting thing about that is that. Uh... Um, I was, when I was at Bronx brewery, they had something that they called the, uh, Northeastern IPA because, and, uh, it was someone like made a snide remark that was there. It was either the bartender or somebody else who was a, you know, beer aficionado that the the new England thing was, yeah, definitely. We're not advertised as that. No, no. Uh, they, they were, uh, they were saying that. Um, it sort of diluted a little bit because uh, 
they want to, uh, people want to say Northeastern now to include a larger portion mm. of the region that are making similar <laughs> beers. Okay. So it's not, it's no longer, you know, they'll call something a Northeastern beer, which is really a New England beer or started out that way. However, there is some truth to the statement because in the Northeast, they are making similar style beers. So why yeah. limit it to New England now? That's true. You know, well, I, I, I don't know. I mean, that's that's a, a you know a micro fight within their own community that they're having, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and it's well, not important like, I mean, to us, but I guess it doesn't matter too much though, because if you think about it, like brewers over here on the East Coast will make West Coast IPAs, just the style, really. I mean, it doesn't yeah. necessarily mean you have to make it only in New England. Yeah, but well, I, I, I mean, guess I mean, it'd be nice, it'd nice, nice to know what you're kind of expecting, I guess. You know, if you say what you say is New England or you say Northeastern, apparently they're interchangeable. That's what that's what I I heard from that for for the consumer. If you hear Northeastern, it's basically New England or what you thought previously of New England. It's the same thing. Those juicy style IPAs. That's Northeastern as well. Yeah. And it could 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 happen in New York State. I think that that mm. was the, you know, the thing they're trying to prove by by calling it that. Like we can make that shit over here. Yeah, <laughs> we're we're a little bit south of you, but it, it we'll call it northeastern instead of New England. We're not going to call it New England if we're not in New England. So can you find? You know what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I, I know exactly what you're saying. But can you find Man- Manhattan clam chowder in New England? Oh, yes. Have you ever found Manhattan clam chowder in New England? I don't know. I haven't. It's usually, it's all New England clam chowder. I'm sure you can. Come on, you can always find something somewhere. I mean, okay. You can always find something. Okay, somewhere. so I, I'm going to task you, Tom, to go <laughs> yeah. to New England and find a Manhattan clam chowder. And, and you All have right. to bring it back on a Greyhound bus All right. in a container. And you have to wash bring it, it down with a Northeastern you know IPA. No, I, I was thinking you would. You were going to have this after he brought this all the way down there. Probably, you know gained all this bacteria on the way down and then you will have to eat it uh chris so speaking yeah, of that <laughs> speaking of these bacteria and things traveling from faraway locations so one of the arguments why these nice. a lot of these you know beers and breweries um won the you know none of the east coasters won the new england ipa some people are saying is because um Denver holds more favorable conditions for breweries on the West Coast, which makes sense because oh. now this has to travel. So that's one of the things with with mm. um, with New England IPAs; they spoil very quickly. <laughs> this should be yeah. This should be held in a neutral location, directly in the middle. Yeah. Like maybe Chicago. Chicago is better. Well, they should be in a place that you cannot get beer. Everyone has to travel their beer. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, like a, a sh- directly shitty point, like what, like like. It would be like Arkansas. No, it's a little too east, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess. Like Utah, <laughs> they don't even have beer in Utah. Yeah, so no, they. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a to- totally dry state, right? No, it's all near, all half beers, I think, right? Right, right. You we like discussed it before as well. Or maybe I'm thinking of just Salt Lake City. I don't know, but you get like three percent beers. That's it. But um, the New England ipa is very spoils very quickly because the the nature of um how it's brewed mm-hmm. where it's all dry hopped and that that those aromas I understand that. it's not a, not a fair competition and then not only and some of the 
New England IPA icons such as Trillium and Treehouse don't even, they don't even attend the Great American Beer Festival. So <laughs> that's that's another thing too. So I don't know if it's a fair uh, fair competition here. So, anyways, talking about uh, all this stuff. So, the winners, if you guys are interested, um, the winner for juicier hazy categories, Alarmist Brewing, as we said, won. For the juicier hazy pale ale, Tin Roof Brewing Company in uh, Colorado. I don't know any of these. Um, juicier yeah, hazy imperial. Black Market Company, New England, double IPA in California. Uh, Temecula, California. So, yeah, it's all the West Coast. I don't know. Yeah. I yeah. To kind of it's sense all something California. Here. Yeah. So, um, American Style India Pale Ale, Root Down Brewing Company, Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. Here we go. East Coast. Wow. Barrel Age Strong Stouts. Against the Grain Brewing, 70, 70K, and Burena, Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, Silver. See, you I don't know that. any of these places. So, oh, interesting. Oh, uh, um, yeah. Cane Brewing did get one. Yeah. They, they got a silver there. So, you know, if Ted was here, he'd be, be singing their praises. He's a cane, big Cane fan. Oh, actually. a night to end all dawns. Wow, I yeah. just saw that. Cane, wooden barrel aged strong stout. Yes. I don't know if Ted knows about that. He probably does already, but he he he's be, he'd be psyched about that. So, oh, Cane Brewing, man, that's um I've I've had this beer. This is one of the beer I'm excited because it's the one beer that I've tried of all these beers that are on this list here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's a good beer. Um actually, Ted claims though that beer wasn't the optimal beer that I, it was like he had it sitting for like a year or something. He said it wasn't as good. Um, but he said it's an excellent beer. I'm really excited for them, um, for New Jersey beer to actually win a category. Yeah, actually, I'm glad we went through this, uh, this yeah. long list here because define that in there. Um, and then the Wooden Barrel Age Strong Beer, um, Drake's Brewing Company, one gold, um, Santa's Brass, and, uh, that's, uh, San Leon. Leandro, California. And apparently uh, my brother just sent me something from Drake Brewing. They opened up um, a brewery in West Sacramento that looks really awesome. Um, this really crazy futuristic looking thing. So I'm going to have to visit uh, visit that when I visit him in California at one point. When Tom, you're you pretending, come? To, come on, Tom, when you're you pretending to, to visit him. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so that's some exciting things and I'm not going to go through this whole list. Every, you know, feel free to visit my blog and I will have these things up there. So, but it's, uh, but onto other things about this exciting to me. And I really want to try is the dogfish head one twenty minute IPA bourbon barrel aged. Yeah. I've How not exciting had the one twenty minute. I, I love the, the 90 minute. It's like my like measurement stick of all IPAs. Like, especially like kind of double IPAs, like that's the strong IPAs. That's mm-hmm. my, my jam. So yeah. I measure everything up to that or, you know, below, uh, above or below that. So, um, I haven't had the 120. I've heard it's a bit malty. So I wonder about this. Maybe, maybe it's even better than, than what I've heard about the normal 120. And it's clocking in at 17% ABV. 
<laughs> well, I mean that that might uh, that might ba- balance out some of the the maltiness, though. You know, I don't know. I I, I hope it does. I hope the the higher alcohol actually uh, uh, helps helps to uh, alleviate some of the complaints about it that I've heard. Yeah, it, it's aged in bourbon barrels for seven months. Seven months. That's good. So, so first it's aged in bourbon barrel, um, bourbon barrels for seven months. Then it's dry hopped with uh, a shitload of high alpha American hops, which you know is the high alpha that the alpha acids, which kind of brings the bitterness in the beer, and that's that's I guess to balance out the shitload of malt that needs to be you know brewed with this thing to get the seventy percent ABV. Yeah. I, so. I to the only honest, place to I find think... it is in the Milton tasting room. Uh, we're we're never gonna taste this. We're yeah. never gonna have this. Uh... We'll never see this ever. And the reason yeah. I bring it up because it was also poured at the Great American Beer Festival, and <laughs> I couldn't really find too many articles about it, but I did read some Reddit posts where they were saying that like it, the keg was 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 kicked like within like <laughs> eighty minutes or something of the, the the festival opening up. Wow. So, yeah, it's a very short. Very small supply. It's a super rare beer. I'm sure the only play, only way you really taste it is these two places. So, yeah, you're probably not gonna get it anywhere else. It's a shame. I mean, I, I would like to taste it. I want, I want to see. I yeah. want to taste the difference. You know, everyone's a lot of people are doing these the barrel age stuff, which is not a bad thing. You know, uh, you know, the, Budweiser did the same thing with the Jim Beam, and that actually was really good. In my opinion, um, I kind of look forward to more of them, you know. But like yeah. the, the dog dogfish one twenty, I I like I like that more than the ninety minute, just the regular. Huh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when, when I tried, so Tom, when I tried it, so I, I tried it once. I found it like so, at a yeah. Look. There's a sixty, the sixty you see a lot. Then you see yeah. the ninety in the the four packs, and then the one twenty. I've never I've never seen in the wild. Yeah, so usually you can find it like if you find a if you can find a pretty decent uh beer place that's you know has craft beer or like liquor store um uh-huh. you can ask them and usually have it behind the counter. But what what is it what what does it come as? It comes as like one a, it's a it's a 12 ounce bottle. Yeah. Just one 12 ounce bottle, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, funny cuz like sell like Dogfish Head does right? not like I kind of yeah. like how Dogfish Head does this actually. Their specialty beers they all come in twelve ounce bottles. Yeah, <laughs> like it's hard to find. I think I might have found a couple, you know, like bigger bottles, but most of it's the the twenty four ounce. I mean, twelve ounce. Yeah, I've never seen anything bigger than a twelve ounce. Yeah, and uh, the one twenty, the one that I tried was kind of had some banana notes to it. It's kind of mm-hmm. like is that Tom? Do you remember having those? Like, I don't know if it was just sitting on the shelf for like maybe the one I tried was like two thousand fourteen. I don't know, but. I mean, it was it was a long time ago. It was at the um, the beer authority in the city. They okay. had you know the bottle. Um, I can't remember too much about it, but like it, it was a very strong flavor. Like it was a strong taste. Yeah. There was the malt, you know that. Yeah, yeah. But like, I like that more than the hops. Like the like with right, the IPAs, right. the, the the hops kills it for me with some of these um companies mm. but like i remember like like the first couple of sips i was like wow i i really like this more than you know the 90 minute 
I like the sixty minute, but yeah. the one twenty was. Uh, you know, I suspect that the, the beers I, I that we've try tried, it, I suspect the ones that we tried were like eight aged or sitting around for a while because no. I have a feeling the bitterness kind of like mellowed out over time, and we're kind of getting the more malt maltiness from the beer. Yeah, it, I, it, I would I would like to try it again just for that for the just to to compare it to what I had before. I'm gonna ask yeah. my cousin Wayne, who who's in D.C. He goes at Rehoboth, and uh, you know he goes to the, the various dogfish had stuff down there, so maybe he's even had that on tap, the 120. So oh, I gotta yeah. ask him. I'll, I'll I know back. I know Ted was just down there recently too. I really need to gotta, get gotta down find to that out brewery. About that one, that, about that 120, how I can get it. Try. Yeah, it. definitely need to get down there. So with that. That's really that's really it for for this um this week. All right. Well, these All this, right. this this biweekly podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had a lot to go through, Chris. You're right. We, we did have a lot to go through. Um, there's some really great stuff that happened these past couple of weeks. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed listening to it. Um, thanks for listening and watching, and uh, see you next two weeks from now. Bye. <laughs>